Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, happy birthday to my moms. Oh, happy birthday, Mama Winnie. <laughs> yeah, let me go ahead. Give her Ma, happy birthday. Um, a couple of y'all was laughing too hard at my mom on last episode when we was talking <laughs> about where we prefer sex scenes. And her ass had to hop in the comments. Yeah, she yeah, that was that was and I very mom like. I should have screenshot and sent it to my dad, but I don't want to hear what the hell he gotta say either. <laughs> hey man, we we be trying to tell y'all our actual moms be listening. So before y'all think that we just be on here bashing women, we are one hundred percent held accountable. Absolutely. Unlike another subset of our species. Uh, okay. For see, everything see, that he, we do. He had to shoot y'all early, and I don't know why. I, it's probably because definitely shots fired. Mike was arguing with some folks today. Um Mike was arguing with somebody on Facebook, and I had to write him back and be like, yo. Why, why are you engaging? With corns. I'm calling y'all <laughs> corns from here on out. Not corn balls, but just corns, because I was like, why am Mike doing this? You know what, baby? Because I, I definitely, I, do. I hate when, I mean, y'all know, this is a black male podcast. My, matter of fact, not only is this a black male podcast, we might be the only podcast on air right now that actually talk about black male studies, which is mm. a brand new field. Only has like two or three doctors in the field right now that we follow. Facts. So, I mean, a lot of times. So, if you come to this podcast, you're like, man, it really, really sound like misogynistic. It's not. What what, <laughs> what you're hearing is your misandry screeching and trying to get out of the way because everybody gets their credit on the show. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to talk about some men today. We'll, we'll get there. But before we get started, man, um, please make sure you like, subscribe. Let us know how we doing. Yes, we, y'all got to Please follow the Instagram page. That's where we put most things at. We're, we're, we're going to try to do better on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to at least try to make an attempt on Twitter at some point. One point. But, you know, <laughs> you, but um, please go subscribe to YouTube. To people that subscribe to the YouTube, we know we haven't been putting content up there yet. It's coming. Maybe in the off season. I don't know. We'll reload everything and get people to go back and listen to the season. Yeah, we're shortening it down because the full clips is there. Yeah, but um, but, but definitely, you. you know, appreciate the people that goes over there to subscribe to Black Dads Club. And we appreciate all y'all, man. Like, we... We're here for you guys. You guys aren't here mm. for us. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. But who is here for us is this young lady. Hold on. Let me see. It's so is this our therapist? can be easier. Yes. Don't Hold you want to be able to communicate with you your bitch? Hear. I think, I think yes. Hold on. We're going to do it like this. All so right. Mike can hear. Put it in the mic. Say you need to expand your emotional vocabulary. It's so your life can be easier. Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? I think, I think yes, right? I would agree. Long gone are the days where yeah, you she can started just off right. Shut down. But I don't want to be with this is not it. tolerating Neither. that. Like okay. it used to be where men provided financially or with Schmidt. Pause. Exactly. Okay, men used to provide financially because all I see is cash tab apps. Absolutely, Mike <laughs> hates that. To give y'all a heads up, a couple of things Mike hates. I know last week he talked about what he really can't stand. Yeah. He also cannot stand when y'all have y'all cash app in y'all bios. Like you post it to Facebook. It's a, that well, shit is begging. What my homegirl Angie said, um, are you for sale? Yes. Are you for sale? And we'll Look, get there too. Well, we're gonna get there at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna get there at the end. But yeah, okay. And, but she said men used to financially. So so she, so this is the thing. It's already a bad faith argument. Sorry facts. to pause this so quick, right? But it's already a, a bad faith argument because she's saying that men used to financially provide. Well, we know the biggest argument right now between the genders is who's going to pick up the tab. Facts. Okay, keep going. Um, And also, ladies, I'm going to say this and I'll probably clip it. Ladies, we got to get out of this assumption 
that men love aggressive women and feisty women and quote unquote bitch. That's not that's not that's not a we assumption. That is a they assumption. Facts. <laughs> um and I hate, I hate, I hate. And then it maybe it's personal. So here we go. Here go my trauma. Trauma bonding with trauma. any other man out there. Um, I hate when people assume because I'm married to a Hispanic woman, I love feisty ass women. My mother-in-law, her dad, my people would tell you, Mike would tell you, tell you, my wife is chill. Yes. Just because, like. Mom is chill. Everybody. Everybody's chill. Absolutely. You know what? I, I wonder if she married being that nice. To men. Well, you know. Yeah, she's married, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. We, so, so it's just one of those things. Like we, nice women. Absolutely. You gotta. We got to <laughs> stop that. And it's also an assumption and it's a stereotype that women like to throw out there. Is it some that's like that? Maybe. Is it a little that's like that? Probably. And, um, and, those, and are there men out there that like that? Possibly so. Absolutely. But they still like their women to be nice. But anyway, let's continue. So come and we can pay for our own shit. So I'm gonna need y'all to catch up. Y'all can't pay for your own shit. And they can make themselves come. I need you to communicate Mm -hmm. more. Open your fucking mouth. But you know what I realized? And let me let me back up. Let me back up. A common misconception about me as a clinician is that 90 percent of my clientele have been men. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. That is crazy. This woman is a misandrist, and 90 (laughs) percent of her clientele. Are men, <laughs> and the reason why we're playing this because I I think that the the ideal of misandry is sort of new, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we we've had misogyny, we've understood what that was and chauvinism, but we really haven't had the terms to really like delineate between like what's a good woman and what's a bad woman, right? Mm. So misandry is actually popping out there. I I think there's a misconception that if a woman is heterosexual, that she's not a misandrist. Mm. That is not true. A woman can be heterosexual. And she could still be one of the biggest misandrists on the planet. So I, I do want our I do want our audience to do, to understand it. Just because you know a woman is talking to you about sex, she's willing to have sex with you. This does not mean that she, for whatever reason, you know, does not hold or a disdain towards men. Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I don't Uh-oh. believe that being a womanist or a feminist actually. I don't believe that's where mis, where misandry started. Right. And I give nah. you, I give you a good example of that. Um, if we actually look at um, the ideal of Christianity, right? Like, okay. in, in being an evangelical, it it wasn't the January sixth crowd when it first started, <laughs> right? It was it was actually you know about religion and doing good and trying to be righteous, right? Mm-hmm. That's not really where evangelicalism is now. Yeah, it's the same thing with being a womanist or a feminist. Where it begun is not where it is now. So if you identify as that now. I do have the right to look at you crazy the same way if someone tells me they were a evangelical and they was in they were in Washington DC on January 6th, I can look at them crazy. Absolutely. Doesn't mean that they're wrong, doesn't mean that they was involved in what I assumed that they was involved in, but all <laughs> indications is that you were. Absolutely. All right, so just a little part, you know, part of misandry. All right, hold on, let's continue. Emotional vocabulary because a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't even have the words to express how you're feeling. So when you expand your vocabulary and knowledge of what you are experiencing because y'all are human beings who experience feelings and emotions and don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all ain't had to choke that shit down since 2016. Hold on. I was, uh, <laughs> ain't no way I was going to let that shit go past that. Paul, so, so, she, so, so she's saying, hey, express yourself, right? You ain't got to choke it down anymore, right? You haven't had to since 2016. 
Again, this is a black clinician talking to black men, and she is making the inference mm. that the usherance of Trump into the White House, or, or not even Trump per se, but the political movement mm-hmm. that occurred in 2016, that now, mind you, this is the midst of Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah, Which but- is the death of black men, right? This is, this is the point that I'm trying to make y'all to understand what misandry <laughs> looks like. Because, see, it's so easy to be like, oh, because a person is heterosexual, they can't be a misandrist. No, they absolutely can. She has she has equivocated the ushers of 2016 in that whole movement, and she's assigned it to you as a black man. Mm. So this is when I tell y'all, when they, when they be talking about the granddaddies didn't do shit and was abusive, this is why I tell y'all I push back against this narrative so hard. Because this equivocation of black men to also equal the patriarchy does not exist. It has never existed. Dr. Tommy Curry is probably one of the, not, not probably, he is the foremost expert in the world when it comes to the ideal of black masculinity having to constantly deal with misandry. Mm. My bad, I meant to interrupt your point. No, no, well, my point, <laughs> we got to stop marrying these women, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we dating. marrying them, dating them. Like the moment. Giving them a platform. The reason why this is so important, right, that we talk about black male studies is because we, as black men, we still want to settle down. We still want to be in relationships. We still want to build nations. Facts. We still want a black nation. We want to know where we came from. There is no way to do this if we continuously engage with the wrong type of women. Now, look, I'm going to be honest with y'all, boys. I'm going to be real clear. Uh-oh. Look, if a misandrist is an 8, 9, or 10 in looks and body, we're dead. Right? You just get, you're getting shot on the <laughs> battlefield, not expecting you to win that war. I'm really, really not. Right? But these fours? But, but yeah, these fours through sevens, you do not have to date them. The 8, 9s, and 10s, you're just dead on the battlefield. I get it. It looked easy. You're going to take that target. It doesn't matter, right? Because at the end of the day, we are we are men. We are human. We're going to do the shit that we think is fun, mm. even if it's not really fun, right? Facts. Like, the surfers go and find the highest waves they can. And they go right. And it's one of shit. the most dangerous, you know, dangerous sports jobs, in though. the world, right? Like, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that adrenaline, that being drawn to it, I get it. The beautiful... So beautiful women, I don't blame men for getting destroyed by them. That shit happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But these these women that are not at the top, right? The fours. The fours, the five, the six, the seven, the eights, man. You do not have to put yourself in a space where you're not celebrated. And misandrists are not celebrating men. Mm. Do we need even continue on this shit? Oh, let's anyway, finish it. If y'all are not in therapy, expanding your emotional vocabulary, your life just off top is going to be more difficult. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you expand your awareness of yourself. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you understand how you can navigate in this bitch. This fucking weird ass world that is so hard on y'all. Like, let's acknowledge that the world is very difficult for y'all, but y'all are not making it any easier, bro, bro. You're not. When bitches are telling y'all to go to therapy, it's not for us. It's for y'all sad motherfuckers. Go to therapy. Talk about that shit that's on your chest. You don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all are doing a disservice to yourself. And so let me, let me, let me sum this shit up. Y'all told bitches to elevate our standards. And at the cost of us elevating y'all standards, y'all got axed. Because y'all didn't elevate 
either. Bitches are not tolerating emotional abuse, emotional neglect. Step it up. Go talk to somebody. Go expand your emotional vocabulary so your life can be better, bitch. All right. My problem with her is you kept talking about vocabulary, but you didn't use any. No. You, you, you had a very simple conversation from a simple mind. It was condescending. Absolutely. You know, it was definitely talking down to men. And it definitely played into the tropes right now. The reason why we played her isn't because she's a woman talking shit about men. Mm. But then we'd never be able to get off air. Right. (laughs) So but she's a clinician. She says she's a therapist. Majority of her clients are therapists, um, which, you know, we talk about, you know, on here as men, they should go to therapists. Um, But let's be clear now. Um, As men, you probably should go to a black male therapist. Absolutely. Like, like. Let's not let's not play play with it anymore because if not right like this is how she's looking at the people that's actually paying her bills and and before you continue also we need more black men to go through school to become black therapists as well yes the, yeah, um, it's definitely. one of those spaces you know it was funny I sent the last episode to my teacher and he said thank you my first black teacher yeah. and then I thought about it I said man I only know maybe two three dudes that's actually educators now yeah. And I'm like, man, we got to start getting more of that. We got to start pushing more. And then the sad part is because we don't pay teachers enough and because men who, you know, used to provide, according yeah. to her, yeah, you, you know, you have to leave education because you can't you gotta make, go make money. More, you got to go make more money. Um, so, so, yeah, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 no. You're, you're absolutely right. But I, but I want her, I want to I address the point where this therapist is saying, uh, which, and this is funny. So she's saying that, you know, we're raising our standards, right? And we're leaving y'all and y'all are lonely, which means she read the same Psychology Today article that everyone has been sharing to prove that men are lonely, right? Mm. And now we're, we are, we're a black male podcast, which means we, we are mostly talking about the black community, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, she, so this is a clinician. Uh, I, it, there was a doctor that was online, MD doctor, former obstetrician, gynecologist. So she definitely should understand, you know, women or spe- um, specifically black women since mm-hmm. she's one. And they're all sharing this article. And in the article, as soon as you click on it, all y'all know the one I'm talking about, Psychology Today. When you click on that article, the second hyperlink, which is a cited source. So at the bottom of all articles is everything that they're citing in the article to defend their point. Mm-hmm. The, the Literally the second site. It tells you that um, the differences in race and ethnicities for, you know, it's higher in Hispanics, whites, and Asians. For most racial and ethnic groups, men are more likely than women to be unpartnered. The exception is among black adults, where women at 62% are more likely to be unpartnered than men at 55%. Mm. All right. Which is if you actually did that in a percentage, it'd be somewhere between 12 and 15%. So mm-hmm. black men are 12 to 15 percent more likely to be in a relationship mm-hmm. than black women. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because you got to understand that what the little Miss Misandrus was saying was a projection, right? You, because the standard have been raised, you are alone. The statement is correct. And as misandry keeps rising and as men are more able to recognize it, we're going to see a lot of women with these behaviors, right? Like same way during the nineties and the two thousands. If you expected a woman to be in the thong bikini at the beach, being called a bitch or a whore, <laughs> you wasn't going to get women for much longer. Right? Absolutely. Women absolutely railed against that. And they should have, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And the whole genre of music 
disappeared. Mm-hmm. Right? Uncle Luke just disappeared. Yep. Now I'm saying like the, the whole music just just left. Yeah. Because everyone was saying, you know what? This, this is this is unacceptable. This is socially unacceptable. So I definitely want to reach out, you know, to our brothers, man. Like my, my therapist, Frank, black man. And, and let me and let me say, let's say, you know, just on that, just having a black male therapist. I remember he asked me a question. And um, we was going through some things. It was like unmet emotional needs. We had a pod on this either last season or at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went through a couple of things. And then, like, so one of the questions was, he was like, um, you know, do you feel like you're angry? Mm. So, and I was like, um, I was like, do you mean, like, angry in the sense of James Baldwin living in America? <laughs> J- angry? Or do you mean, like, angry, like, right now I'm, I'm pissed at my job or someone? Yeah. And he chuckled, right? Because he got the reference, right? Absolutely. Because the ideal of being constantly enraged as a black man is understandable. It's Absolutely. Not, it's not a new anger, right? But he was like, no, in the sense of, you know, are you angry with your job or your career? And, I, and, I, and that answer was no. That's why it's so important to have a black male therapist, right? Because it's certain questions that's going to be asked, right? Like if that question was being asked to me by a white female, like, are you angry? And I and I say, you know, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm angry in the sense of James Baldwin in America, right? Yeah. And then she just writes angry, right? Because she don't yeah. know what that she reference is. She understand the reference. Yeah. She might not understand it. Absolutely. So that's why it's so important that you guys get black male therapists. And I, and I encourage y'all... Um, Reach out to black female therapists to ask them, do they know any? Because a lot of them do. And they be, they're willing, um, from the black female therapists that I know, they get excited when they see black men actually come into therapy in that field. And they are also excited to say, yes, I can point you into that direction. Um, because I think a lot of times, I'm going to do this, and we've said this plenty of times on this podcast, a lot of y'all not going to therapy, and a lot of y'all think it's expensive, and you've never done the research to understand that, yo, you probably football season coming up. You're probably going to spend more on the weekend on football Sunday at dinner, watching the game and drinks than what you would spend on that therapy session. So I encourage you to like really look into it. Yeah. And, and your, um, your jobs have EAP your jobs. where you're going to get three to six. Um, they can extend those per issue. You can um, your HSA. If you're not going to use it, you can always get, you know, a few sessions at the end of the year. That'll set you back, you know, two, three hundred bucks maybe. Yeah. So there, there's plenty of ways of just getting in front of somebody and being able to talk to someone, you know, in that sense, she's absolutely correct. But, but the point, the reason why I wanted to play it is because I I think that men really got to understand is that when that language, excuse me, black men, you got to understand when language is being weaponized against you, Mm -hmm. when it's becoming violent against you and understanding if that argument is bad faith. It's easy when someone is being condescending, condescending towards you to want to try to correct them on that behavior. Right. But when they start the conversation and they have already proved that there is going to be a bad faith argument and they're condescending, you can just tune them out. Absolutely. You don't even have to engage. And y'all stop dating chicks that's plant moms in a room sturdy. I'm going to leave that alone. That's another red flag. I'm going to add that to my last video. She a plant mom dog and she speak about the universe and she got stones in her room. Run the hell the yeah, other way, bro. Yeah, might be a red flag for real. You know, it is. Um, hold on. Let me play my man's video right quick. Hold on. Oh yeah, like we have been talking with her, we have been flirting. She was like, "Oh yeah, uh, I like Snowfall, but it's hard for me to get into it." Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't be understanding it. And I'll be like, "Oh, I watch every episode." You know what I'm saying? We can, uh, we can watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah come watch over, we can watch it, Bruh. <laughs> oh my god! I pull up to this woman's house. Oh gosh! It's a tapestry on the wall. Another red she flag. Sage burning. <laughs> Another red flag. R&B music playing. Another one. But the sage about to be the ball. She got the projector Facts. on. <laughs> Bruh, I swear she got a projector, see? 
I sit down and she say, I ain't even gonna lie, I ain't even got Hulu. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You wanna watch? Hold on. Tapestry, sage, a projector. That means she has no TV, no, no. curtains. Yeah. And her room stank, and she wanted to clean out energies. I just told y'all what the hell you need to stay away from. <laughs> also, I can guarantee her bed is on the floor, and I can guarantee she has lights similar to the ones in our this, studio. This, this does feel home. sort of bed on the floorish. Absolutely, but, you, you but know, like, but shoot, that, that about to be the bomb. Absolutely, though. but this is where you play and do not stay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna let my man keep get, keep getting this off. You want to watch without? You want to watch? <laughs> oh yeah, and she ain't have internet. I'm sorry. Said, what we gonna do? I said, hey, what we gonna do? do then? I said, bro, ain't no way you just came like this. Like, bro, I had never seen that. This the other girl told us to use our words like communicate. Bro, she just misled him. Um, This was a scam that was put on. Um, Shorty wanted some draws. Shorty definitely wanted some draws. And again, this goes back to, because he said he met her online, right? Mm-hmm. Goes back to what we always say, like, as guys, get off these day naps. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you want to set a profile up and just see who responds to you, mm-hmm. do that. But that's swiping left and right and trying to like coax women to go out, bro. The day naps are a dick dinner buffet right now. Absolutely for women. There there is not a benefit as a man to be on a day nap. Now you might Unless think this sounds like a benefit, right? Oh, okay. Like this right here sounds like a benefit, right? That's why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like because so, I heard it. So it sounds like you know, like yo, you about to go over there, you about to get some free cooch. Well, you didn't know that though. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like you didn't know that before you got there, right? Like what what did they say? They want she wanted the vibe check, mm. right? So when when he got over there, what would have happened was if he didn't pass the vibe check, it would have became, oh, you know what? I you know I didn't have Hulu. Can we go grab something to eat? Right? Mm. Oh yeah. Now yeah. he's frustrated. You know she thinks that he's treating her you know a certain type of way, despite the fact that he's been misled to get over there. Now since he passed the vibe check, yeah, he's about to fall into some cooch. Absolutely, because she hit him. You know what you want to do. Yeah, what you want to do, right? That's to try to, try to o- the try to open that door. So I think a lot of times as men we fall into the cooch trap because we're like, oh, this is a layup, right? Yeah, it's easy. And sometimes it is a layup. Absolutely. You don't but, but but how about how about our girl at Florida State though? I mean, excuse me, not uh, Florida State. They go they're gonna sue us. Florida yeah, State is probably Florida you. I was just there. <laughs> um I was trying to go so Y'all know I went to Florida to go see my grandparents. They live in Tallahassee. Literally, my grandparents stay a mile and a half from FAMU. Um, they have signs up by the snake. You cannot do crazy shit by the snake anymore that she was in front of. So Mike but is talking about the graduate. Who the graduate that posted in her the new video in the red bottom with the dread. But before we talk about her, though, I, I want to mm. play, play our boy Dr. Hassan Johnson real quick. Okay. Actually, have to figure out what she's in, what she's interested in, what she's inspired by, what turns her on, no matter how freaky or crazy it is. And the part, the, the difficult part about it is, if you go too far, the problem is yours. If you hit it on the mark, you'll not talk about it anywhere else. Mm. Now, Mike, how are you mixing the fam? You, you know, to the yeah. How you make that correlation? How you making this correlation right here? He said something that's really important there. See, she's going to want you to push, right? Like she, a woman does want to be pleasured, right? Facts. And as men, we're 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 taught to you know to be the facilitators of that pleasure per se, right? And then True. he talks about you know if you go too far, it becomes your problem, right? Okay. But if you just hit the mark, it's never spoke of. 
this is what I'm trying to connect right here, right? We're talking about the layup. The dude that goes over there, he's about to get the cooch because she doesn't have Hulu, right, to watch Snowfall. Mm-hmm. And Snowfall not that confusing. And we, <laughs> no, it's not. He should have known right then and there she was trying to just get him over. I hope he went over there in gray sweats because that would have been a layup for me. White T-shirt, gray, gray sweats. Slides. Yeah, or slides. <laughs> like, <laughs> I already know what it is. But anyway, the young lady from uh, Florida A&M, the moment they just, the Florida A&M said, you know what? We might not confer her degree. She was like, oh, if y'all don't give me my degree, I got three professors that's going down with Facts. Me. Right? Dr. Hassan Johnson, what did he say? He says that when you go too far, it becomes your problem. Mm. Right? Facts. This is the point that I'm trying to make to y'all that sometimes, man, like, look, when it's a when it's a small situation or it seems like it's a layup, if it's a unqualified or underqualified woman, you can put yourself in a situation Whereas you're going to have to deal with this because this is the thing, whoever those three professors are and it, she's an education major. So I, I'm not even, I'm not even going to make the assumption that it's men. I'm going to make the, I, it could be men or women. Right. Okay. But I guarantee you that in those classes that she took, I can guarantee you she wasn't getting what she earned in those classes. Okay. How can you make that assumption? Because the fact that it's three different professors and the fact that she's saying that she's going to take them down. You, you think any professor was going to sleep with a girl and then say, hey, you know you got a C-plus this semester, right? Facts. Okay. 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 Yeah. And then it's three. Yeah, it's three. We can let it rock on one. Yeah, so it's three professors. So we know that's at least three classes, but it could be six classes. It could be seven classes. Facts. Right? That that she had received a benefit from, right? For some reason. For some reason, right? So those professors found her kink, right? Her kink was, was fucking up, right? That was her kink. And receiving a perceived benefit from that, which I, which more than likely was a grade. Um, she let me tell y'all where she messed up at. Um, she talked about she's always loved to wear seducing clothing, mm-hmm. and I look. No matter what I feel, it doesn't matter. Women should be allowed to wear what they want. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm not even gonna get into if you wear certain things. Certain sir, actions sir, come with no. it. We're not even going to do that. Let's say you get the benefit of wearing what you want. The fact that you know it's seducing lets me know that you understand attention comes with it. And you're cool with it. Cool. I'm going to just leave it at that. Um, the fact that she's saying she's been like that since she was younger. I'm imagining some teacher, male or woman, um, male or female, excuse me, came up to her, said something about it. Let's say it's deemed as inappropriate. Yes. Um, if you have an A, what can I do Let's say I come to you, I come to you disrespectful, something that's inappropriate, but you have an A. What benefit can I give you? Maybe that benefit is you don't have to show up anymore and you continue to get your A. You still benefit. Yes. The, and the, you still the, fall short. The and, fact the fact that, that she said, yo, there's three professors I'm willing to take down. Dude, there, there was a benefit, right? For one, mm-hmm. society right now, women are telling us that there's nothing received about quid pro quo. Mm. Right. So she's already. So society has already told us that I more than likely bought. that's the case. Right. I can be bought. I, I, I can be bought. <laughs> so but but, you know, I'm not even following up for that because we don't shame sex workers on here. Not at all. Yeah. We love sex workers. So I'm not even Facts. I'm not even upset with her at the sex worker light. The reason the reason that I'm pointing this out is because this is three different individuals. Mm. That now because of something she did, they were ex parte to everything. Right, they did not tell her to t- take the photo in front of the front of the fountain. They didn't take they didn't take the photo. Right, like none, they had their ex parte to all of these things, and they're being pulled back in. Right, so it goes back to the conversation that we always have, man. Is your foresight 
better than your hindsight. Because right quote. now, everybody's looking at the situation. They're like, man, I should not have. Now, facts. you did, right? Facts. So you're going to have to eat whatever comes with that. Losing um, your job. I, well, I mean, hopefully they just confer her degree. And I'm not even saying that because, because you know, she's basically blackmailing the school. I'm saying that along the lines of, you know what? She got a degree. Look, degrees are what they are. Let's stop pretending that once you paid for it, it's not yours. Yeah, you've made the minimum grade. Sis was in, she was getting her master's. She's done. She's, she's she, already she's graduated. She's done the majority of the work. Facts. She already walked. She released the pictures after graduation. But 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 I do have a problem. I have a huge problem with, with her being willing to take down three different individuals mm-hmm. because of a problem she's created for herself. Absolutely. And this is another reason why, I like, yo, fellas, got to be married and you got to be faithful to your wife. Facts. And, and, I, and when I say faithful to your wife, look. I'm saying not cheating, right? There, if you and your wife have a agreement or understanding, and she says something is cool, you are no longer cheating. Facts, you know. But y'all gotta understand. It's like, yo, like these strays and these randoms, they can cost you at any given time, man. Absolutely. I feel bad for the, whoever those three individuals are. I feel bad for them because they're. I mean, they probably just sitting at home drinking their coffee, beer, like, what? What the, the hell? <laughs> And look, what the hell? They had a good job. You at FAMU, one of the top HBCUs in the country. You mind your own business. You see your student. You was like, and it, and it, and again, it goes so it goes back to this ideal of being well, being willing to destroy. And we're assuming that you know these professors could be black men. But this ideal of um, the matriarchy, believing that it's in a constant fight with the patriarchy, which it could be. But this idea that black men are somehow a part of the patriarchy. That is causing a ton of rifts in our community to, to the tune that black men are more likely to be partnered up with black women, which tells you that black men are partnering up with non-black women. And the joke for me is you and your master's program, you ain't got but so many teachers. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> Not at all. And maybe some of those was undergrad, but no, but to your point, in a department. Well, no, she didn't go to family for undergrad. That's the problem. Oh, should she I didn't know to, that? Yeah, this, this, this is a in, master's. Yeah, this is indicting. Family. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. you you only have four, four classes a, a semester, <laughs> so eight classes. Look, man, a year sixteen. Yeah, you're only gonna have maybe eight professors. Absolutely. So if you tell us, y'all, I got three professors, and you letting yeah. us know, like, all right, and they clearly still got to be there. It's a, it was a mess. It was a mess, but it goes back to our bigger point: who benefits from this? I was looking at um. I was looking at uh, how Shade Room, Baller Alert, these networks, right? They do a great job, especially Shade Room. Baller Alert has gotten better because they gotten called out on it, and they are trying to make an effort. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that there. You know, they can do better. Shade Room would have ten posts, eight or be ratchet, killing our community, and then you know the other two they're sprinkling some yeah. good feel stories. And then I want to know who the, who the hell benefits from who this? Be, who's who is benefiting from this this misandry? And, and the thing, or, or why, we know who benefits from misandry. Um, the misandry, when you're allowed to put a black face on it, 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 it's like sports. So in any society, you have to have sports and entertainment because it keeps people in tune and entertained, mm-hmm. which means it keeps their eyes off of what the nobles do, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reason why sports exist in all societies. Gladiator sports to where you are today, you know, with mm-hmm. football, NBA, NFL, right? It's, it's to distract us so we're not putting the whole lens on the power brokers. Facts. And then the reason why I say that because um, I sent Mike some clips this weekend, um, excuse me, this week, 
from Jocelyn's show. And I told him, I said, you know, if you look at the network that the show is on, uh, which is the Zeus Network, they do a great job of just showcasing black trauma, to say the least. They, and they, they do, and it's a subscription service, but I'm starting to see it shared more and more, mm-hmm. which means that Because they got all the ratchet shit on there. Yeah, people are tuning in. And to, to your earlier question, right, who does this benefit, right? Because mm. this isn't... There's nothing about this network that's showing black men in a positive light. Nah, you got Kurt Franklin's son on that fight. Yeah, so... <laughs> What's the benefit of of this network? For Kurt Franklin, man. Like, what, what's the benefit? Like, well, to showcase black trauma. Like, that's really what it is. We got to start realizing, um, me and Mike was talking on the same post, and I meant to hit you up to make sure you knew I wasn't talking back to you. It was the picture of Quavo and Jeff Bezos, and it was talking about how um, yeah, black men, uh, we, we have on all this jewelry and we have on all this stuff, but this is what a rich person looks like. And, you know. And it have, was from a black page. It was, it was from page. a hip-hop page. Yeah. And I and I commented, and Mike had responded to my comment, but it was I was commenting on, I hate when I see black avenues, black spaces fall into racism and just promote the shit, right? Because and, the misandry is a part of feminism, and feminism is a part of supremacy. So what better target? Then black men, black men, and especially the ideal of having even black men, you know, talk about black men, which, you know, that used to be the case. But with most of the blogs and everything online, we're finding out that these aren't even black men anymore. Not African-American men. Mm-hmm. They're either immigrant men mm-hmm. or these are sites that are men focused that are actually ran by liberal black women. And, and it's weird <laughs> to me because you do this thing and Mike pointed out a great thing. He said, yo, here you have Quavo, who is rich. You know, who came from nothing, who's now worth close to $30 million. Yeah. And he likes nice things. He likes what he can afford. I'm going to put it like that. And then you compare him to Jeff Bezos, who has more. He could buy every sports team in this country. Yeah, let's not. Because, I mean, again, let's not pretend that, you know, Quavo isn't rich, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Can he buy a $200 million yacht? No. Can he get a $2 million yacht? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I look at it and I and I wrote I wrote what I wrote because I'm sick and tired of these hip hop places, these black pages um, showcasing trauma and thinking that it's cool because their trauma is actually and we can be completely honest with it with it. The trauma that they showcase is targeting to black women, whether to get y'all to clap, to get them to watch. I'm going to say them because it's the black male platform. But you get, you know, they're out here to attract and to yeah, for the appease. most part, we ain't watching that shit. Nah, nobody's on Zeus Network. No black man is on Zeus Network watching Jocelyn. Or should, or, or should we say cis, as they like to say. No yeah, yeah. cis, hetero, yeah, black no, male for no, the most part. Nobody's on there for that it. shit. And so when I'm looking at this thing with this hip-hop network showing this, I'm like, why every time we show, hey, this is not what successful people look like. A, it's a white man on one side, and then it's a hip-hop artist on another side who's richer than the whole site that's posting it. Yes. That, to me, is weird. Well, and it's, it's, and it's, it's just it's, playing racism. It is, it is misandry, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to start calling it out. We're going to start, and we're, and we're definitely going to start calling it out for men mm. that are doing it. Absolutely. Because I don't think a lot of times we understand that as us, because the Zeus Network is actually owned by a black male. Trash, tragic. Now, 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 and not only that, he was not a poor black male. He did not grow up in the hood. His parent owned three TV stations I, somewhere in the Midwest. I forget, right? Mm. So if they own three TV stations, they were not poor. Absolutely. And now they're getting sued because Jocelyn put her hands on one of them chicks. It goes back to 
women don't like women. Um, <laughs> she put her hands on one of them chicks on that show, and they're getting sued. Well, I mean, and, but but see, not only that, though, right? So we got a black man that is, is producing this network that comes from a two-parent home, right? Mm. So he he's... And we, we know that the majority of the people that are subscribing to him more than likely are not heterosexual black men. More than mm. likely, I, I, I'd, I'd put good money to bet that that's not the case, right? Okay, so, true. You know, so when you have a network that is obviously you know dealing with black trauma, that's obviously being misandrous, right? Uh, when, you, when you put all that together and that network will say, all right, well, we're going to create a baby mama show, right? And then we're going to bring on, you know, Brittany Renner as an executive producer who mm. we have video evidence of her assaulting a man. Now, did she smack the man and beat him down? No, but you know what? She's also not capable of doing that. She could she could have tried, but mm. that wouldn't have worked for her, right? So she didn't. She did what she could do, which is still abuse. That is still abuse. That is still Judge a Mathis, woman it actually is. that you should not want to be with, right? Absolutely. So would, would a black male network have that kind of latitude to do any of this, right? To, to bring in an abuser, to bring in black trauma of females. Like, would they be able to? No. No, they wouldn't. We And we know that they would not be able to. And so I'm going to go to this and I'm going to put this and we're going to leave this in the comments. Who the hell is benefiting from showcasing black who male trauma? Is benefit, who is benefiting from showcasing black male trauma when it comes to Black Lives Matter, when it comes to the Zeus Network? When it comes to how we treat our sports celebrities, who benefits from this misandry? Absolutely. It's, it has to be answered because it doesn't make any damn sense. Um, speaking of, speaking, should we even, you want to go to Irv Gotti or Tyler Perry? Where you want to go to first? Well, you know what? Let, 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 let's go to Tyler Perry real quick. Okay. Because we're talking about trauma. Absolutely. And- <laughs> That's why I was like, man, this is a great transition. Yeah. We want to go we're talk, straight. We're, talk, we're, we're talking about trauma, man. And I, and I watched a video on on Tyler Perry, um, uh, where he was talking about like all the things that he dealt with. Um, he was an abused kid, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I found because we're talking about misandry today mm-hmm. and a misandry coming through me. And gosh, it's such a great fucking transition. <laughs> um, so Tyler Perry, his whole life had a, a disdain for his father. Um, because the way his father treated his mom. Mm. And he stated that his mom adored his dad, but his dad was always super mean to his mother, right? Which has came out in the way Tyler Perry produces movies and TV shows, right? I think the Diary of a Mad Black Woman, you know, was basically, you know, the revenge of, you know, a woman against a man. Mm-hmm. I, I believe I believe that was that was yeah. the movie or whatever. And it, so it comes out, um, his mother, when his mother passes, Tyler Perry goes and gets his DNA tested, his brother, his father, right? He finds out that's his half-brother, that his dad is not his dad, is, um, that was not his biological dad. And he's still looking for his biological dad, or at least he was up until whenever I watched that video, right? Man, you got a billion dollars. You can find him. So so <laughs> I, I, I want to go through this ideal of understanding that sometimes the misandry do comes from men and that it comes from the trauma. But in this case... Tyler Perry is assigning the trauma to his quote unquote dad, right? That's not his father. Mm. Everyone knew it wasn't his father. Okay. And that's probably mm. why his father treated him the way that he did, because he constantly had to deal with the fact that, you know, a, a transgression has occurred and I have to pretend that it didn't because, you know, to the first therapist, you know, think, can't use my words. 
<laughs> right? So I can't really, you know, convey like, yo, how much you've hurt me, how much you've destroyed my trust. We have this another man's child here, you know, juxtaposed to our biological child here. And this is the place that I have to live constantly and consistently and probably without therapy. And the way that Tyler Perry shows that, even after he finds out the truth, is he still refers to the trauma of the dude, right? He say he says that, you know, the dude has a new car every year, has a house, he pays all the bills. Because he said, you know, when I was growing up, I never went without, so I'm going to make sure that he never goes without. But he doesn't get a relationship with me. Despite the fact that he's been gaslit by his, his actual mom yeah. his whole life, right? Yeah. He can't see that trauma. And again, it goes... It, twofold here the ideal of understanding the type of woman that you need to be with right adore you respect you celebrate you woman has to hit the arc and when you have that type of woman hopefully not life still happens everybody's gonna have to deal with something but hopefully you don't have to deal with these type situations or you have to constantly deal with misandry on a consistent basis mm. and this ideal of letting your trauma define who you are right a lot of us have dealt with things, right? But is that mm -hmm. who you are, mm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have dealt with something and now you're 35, bro, it's on you. It ain't It ain't what happened to you at five. I, look, I know a psychologist would disagree with me like hell, but I'm talking as a black man right here, bro. Everything in our past from the 1600s to now has been traumatic. It's, it's literally in our genes. We cannot stop, fall down, falter, you know, knowing that before the 1600s hit, we was rolling. We was running everything. We got to get up off the floor. We got to get, get up off the mat now. You know, um, Mike says something every week. And if he wasn't here, then I would take credit for this. But he says this every week after the pod. Sometimes he says it on the pod. If you're a black man and you out here looking for praise or an apology, don't hold your breath. <laughs> and, it ain't going to happen. And I say that because I was telling laws that this yeah. morning. Me and him was talking about everything. And... I told him, I said, you know what Mike say every week? He said, bruh, praise on apology. Just can't expect it, that. You can't, you can't expect it, which is why you want a woman that celebrates you, right? But if you expect in the world, bruh, it ain't happening. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. From the 1600s to now, you are literally the scapegoat. If anybody don't know what a scapegoat is, in ancient Israel, what they would do is they put all the sins onto a goat, and then they would just send the goat into the desert, right? Whatever happens to the goat happens to the goat, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody was able to, that next day, everybody was able to wake up and be blameless and sinless. They called it the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. As black men right now, you are the scapegoat. Is it unfair? Absolutely. Absolutely is unfair, Facts. right? But you know what? I want to bet that every last one of those goats didn't end up in the lion's mouth. I want to bet that some of those goats made it back to their community, right? And they looked at all those crazy people with cognitive dissonance <laughs> that sent a goat out and the next day actually thought that they were better. <laughs> that that goat was like, you know what? I'll take it. All right? As black men, if you're expecting praise or celebration from people that you don't know for things that you... Look, this podcast is here because nobody's doing that. Back. And we ended up here by accident. Yo, this is the third rendition of this pod we came here to talk shit absolutely and you know what's funny <laughs> is um man my homeboy he um he was talking about something trauma he was dealing with now and he was saying you know um he was talking about how his father who 
who his father stepped in and and I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest. His stepfather, who he identifies as his father, stepped in and helped raise him, right? And he was talking about the trauma he was going through once his stepfather passed. Yeah. And so me and him was just having this conversation and I was listening because I couldn't imagine, mind you, this this man, and I'm talking about Jamar. Jamar, um, his dad has been there since he was a little child, bro. And so, and you know, at the end of the conversation, I was telling him, I said, you know, we at a certain age now, but that shit doesn't matter anymore. It yeah. sucks. But you and he and he looked and he was like, "You're right. I gotta keep fighting. I gotta keep pushing." Yep. And you know, it's even down to that smallest level. Like, damn, I'm going through X, Y, and Z, and look at me now. You know what I'm saying? But it's just one of those things that if you come around and you say, "Hey, the person who's been leading me my whole life suddenly isn't here anymore," and you go out into the world and you say that, then you're gonna have somebody like they told Mike on freaking Facebook, who I called a corn. She tells Mike. When have y'all become snowflakes that y'all need safe spaces? Yeah, that we need that black men should not have their own spaces, right? When everybody else gets their own space. Absolutely. Literally everybody, Every right? community, whether it's LGBT. From country to, club guys, yeah. right? Country club are nothing but what? Old, rich, white men, They got right? their safe spaces. They, got, they have their own safe space. Everyone has a safe space, mm-hmm. but the moment... The moment black men are like, all right, we want our own space so we can talk about our own things, right? I guess it's just supposed to be the barbershop, which has been wholly infiltrated now by the ladies. So it's like, <laughs> there is no safe space or a quiet space even Yo. that black men can have. So I'm sorry, when you come to this podcast, one, everybody's going to get their credit. Two, I'm going to find every obscure, small fucking win that black men have, and I am going to parade it. The way that everybody else gets to parade their stuff. The reason why I got, um, and I don't even know if I said this on air, so here's the perfect opportunity for me to say it here. The the reason why it upsets me so much when I see black men in safe spaces um, invite, encourage uh, women to come speak, be a part, to help run the show in our safe spaces is because we're losing our other safe spaces. So when I see you having a, a black male summit and I see, Hey, half the people that are speaking are women. Um, I look at how Joseph A. Banks and men men's warehouse is probably the last two <laughs> clothing stores that have was created for men. That's not overran by women. And this, um, and this, and this is, and the thing is like, yo, to say that, it comes across as misogynistic, right? Yeah. When when you're literally saying like, "Yo, if you're saying that men should emotionally, you know, express themselves, right?" Yeah. And then you know, when men are going to therapists, and ninety percent of her bill payers are men, what is she saying, right? She at the end of, at the end of that clip, she called you bitches. Absolutely. Right? She emasculated you, right? So this idea, if if any, look, let me tell you something. If anybody think you about to come over here and bully us. You know, into into being you know anti black man, you you have twenty other thoughts that's coming right behind it. <laughs> I dare you, come into the comment section. I will record. I told you the the only thing I, I said that I will block you for is for bad faith misandry. That's it. Absolutely. That's the only thing. Everything else you can say. If you want to come on here and if you want to debate, you know, womanism or feminism or supremacy, I, I don't even care. Like you can you can come and defend supremacy. You are gonna get eight, but come. Bruh. Go to the barbershop. I guarantee it's going to be black women in there. Um, go to your favorite male's uh, clothing store. I guarantee 
your favorite men's clothing store. You go in there right now. I know a lot of us haven't been there because we've been ordering online. Go to it right <laughs> now. I guarantee 70% of that store is women's clothing. And it's by hey, design. And stop ordering that that shine or sheen, whatever I it's like called. I like shine, man. Yeah, but dude, they say it's like the lead content is like super high in their you know, in their clothes. Oh shit. It's well, coming from China. Just want to give y'all a heads up. Man, this I, shirt from Shin. <laughs> you absolutely it might be. Look, he might be right. But the thing is, it's like you go into these men's clothing stores, and I remember one time I was getting a necktie. And the dude came over to me. He said, uh, "You ain't noticed that the this is a men's store and half of it is a woman's clothing store." And I said, "Nah." I said, "I wasn't paying attention because I go in there and get ties only and I leave." And he said, "Yeah, what happened is men stopped learning how to dress themselves, so their wives started doing it for them. Well, women was coming in here so much that they realized these corporations have realized that women." come into these men's spaces so much that they can start attracting and selling to women. He's like, little do they know it's no longer a men's store. It is mm. a women's store that sells that. I guarantee y'all, they start putting boxer briefs for men in Victoria's Secret. There would be outrage. It would never happen. It would not ever happen. But you go into a Hanes store and I guarantee you they sell women's underwear. It's just, it's just funny how we just get there. But that's off topic. Um, last thing before we hop up out of here. Irv Gotti. Um, Gotta shut my, up, bro. You my man. Gotta bro. shut up, man. Like, you and, was my man. And, and the thing is, the timing is so bad, right? Because he just sold the Masters. He just got a lump sum I think check. the timing couldn't be more perfect. This is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, becoming, he's, becoming, he's becoming wealthy now. He's wealthy. $100 million. You're wealthy now, right? Then they're gonna put another two hundred million into whatever TV Credit. productions that yeah. you want to do. So I guess he's about to do the next, you know, Power Universe thing. Could we make any shows besides just being? Black drama? Yeah, can we? Can we make any shows besides being no. the goddamn distro? No. Hey, is that... Oh, well, I think. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the... I'm just saying he got a network to make shows. Hell, I at least get a Tyler Perry credit for that. We at least went to distro and Tyler Perry shows. Yeah, and he's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, all right, you know. Irv, do do should a man, you know, talk about things from twenty years ago in his past? I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna lean to the side of not kiss and tell. I just got on the student from F uh, Fam U mm-hmm. for kissing and telling. I am anti very kissing and telling. Well, Mike is. Um, for me, I look at this, and if anybody knows me, um, <laughs> this is when Mike calls me a kid from the burbs. Um, so I grew up not listening to secular music. So by the time I did, the first music video I ever saw was Missy Elliott. And by the time I was really listening to it, I was really listening to Murder, Inc. stuff because I like R&B. Yeah. And so I say that to say I've been following Irv Gotti since I was a kid. And now that I'm older, he is, him and Fat Joe are my favorite two people to watch interviews by because they have so many stories because they've touched so many people. Um, I encourage everybody, if you watch the Irv Gotti documentary, which is all this circle around, yeah. um, it is amazing how this man was 15, his family allowed him to go on tour as a 15-year-old high school kid, and he gets to London and meets Jay-Z. He comes back home, his homeboy tells him to go listen to this dude rap, and he runs into DMX. Um, he tells his other homeboy, yo, you need to get off the block from serving crack. His friend said, all right, I'll come off the block if you'll let me hang out with my friend. He brings his friend, and that guy was Ja Rule. All right, crazy. that is crazy, and then all that happens before he's 20. You know what I'm saying? That is love. So he has a great story. His story is amazing. And he's, he's over here being and, a whole corn. And so for me, I'm listening to Irv Gotti. And I've I've heard, um, I knew Irv Gotti was messing around with Ashanti back in the day. It's not nothing brand new. 
it is weird that we are 10 years later because the biggest thing was when Irv went to prison and he was fighting the feds, Ashanti did what all the women back then was doing. Hey, I want to become a pop star. I got to get away from the danger shit. You don't believe me? Go look what happened with J-Lo when yeah, Diddy, Diddy got, got in trouble. Over New York. Yeah. So, and it happened. So Ashanti did the same thing and she went off. Now, this is being reunited because Ashanti uh, gained some portion back of her master's and she's re-recording the music. Artist is doing this because if I re-record it and I have ownership because she did write her shit, yeah. what ends up happening is she's hoping people will go through now and listen to the new version of her song. Yep. Nobody ever does that. Nope. Um, it's just what it is. Because it music better. brings you back to a space to where you were. When and y'all voices young. don't sound the same. So if it's not the same, <laughs> then people are going to always go back to the original. But, I mean, you know, hey, get paid how you, how get you pay get paid. Get paid how though. you want to get paid. So Gotti feels like Ashanti has played him, just like how she played him when they was messing around, even though he was married. I do, y'all criticizing this man for keep mentioning they was married. I think it's something interesting um, that the fact that he's not proud of it, but he's letting you know, hey, yes, I was stepping out on my wife. I was on top of the world. I was doing drugs. My wife knew, everybody knew, and I was dating this pop star or potential pop star, and yeah, she made me go back home. And remember, if you're cheating, uh, remember, it's not cheating if you have permission. It's only cheating if you don't have permission. And so I'm looking at Irv, and I sat, and I heard this interview, and I didn't even get to watch it because um, the reason why I didn't get to watch it because this is Irv got his like fourth time on Drink Champs, and he always talks about this. So for me, I heard it, and I go, damn it, man. He's still talking about Ashanti. Mind you, my dream interview is him or Fat Joe. I tell y'all that all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really yeah. would love to talk to them because they have so many stories. And so I'm like, why is he doing this again? And it does come off corny. And let me tell you why it comes off corny. I said all that to say this. You have $3 million, $300 million in the bank. You was fighting the feds. You was the number one producer in the country. Fighting the feds, um, you won, and it ruined you. You literally beat the feds, and it ruined you. Um, and so I remember I heard an interview. Irv Gotti said, I make a quarter of a million dollars every year off my master's. And for me, I felt sad on that because I'm thinking you make a quarter of a million dollars, taxes, um, expenses, you're probably living extra regular. Yeah, I, I would, especially in New York. I, I, I would have I would have thought he would have made more than no, that. No, but so he goes through this and he talks about how Jay Z goes into a room and says, "I won't work with BT unless y'all give Irv this show, and you give him a green light." Yeah. For this many episodes, I think about how um, you know things has lightened up and you're back in the spotlight. And Tails is actually super dope. Even though it doesn't get to play, shit goes to BET to die. That's the whole thing. Um, <laughs> the thing is, you have $300 million now. You sold your masters, half of them for a million dollars. You get $200 million in credit. And you now are telling this doc. And this doc has the potential to be amazing just because your story is crazy. And to lead into this story, you dropped this bomb. And you had to know this line, this story, this avenue was, was going to get attraction. And you don't have to do that. I hate to see our legends our old heads our leaders in certain communities um have to lean in on cornball shit well i mean because we, we think that you know so last week we talked about sex scenes right and how mm -hmm. you know how how minimalistic it is you know i i think it's this it's this idea that's like yo if, if it's not sexy it doesn't sell like there's no way for me to get the one the female gaze without sex right like mm. if i don't trick on the money Mm -hmm. There's no way to get the gays without including sex, because women like sex. 
so I, 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 it's one of those things where I think Irv is, I think he's going for the low hanging fruit and I think he's better than that. I think, I mean, the story, just the whole being in London at, you know, 20 years old, Jay-Z part, that plays better than anything else Absolutely. that he could possibly tell. And, and, and I hate the fact that, you know, again, you know, Ashanti, this is 20 years later, who knows? She minding she, her business. No, 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 who she, who she's dating. She in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you just pulled us out. Look, I'm going to be honest, man. I would be so upset when I get remarried that if someone came out and pulled, it was like, oh, you know, this is what me and Mike did in Vegas. I, I would be like, bruh. Bruh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, come on, girl. Like, and I was good. Look, and then the other thing that made me tight is you put Ja Rule in a bad situation. Yeah. And Ja Rule is your brother. He's always been there. He was with you when, you know, things was down, up, sideways. And the simple fact that you got him over there, and Ja Rule can't do nothing but either have the dumb look face or laugh. He chose to laugh during the situation. And Ja Rule is on tour with this woman. If I'm Ashanti and I go up to Ja Rule and be like, look, I'm done with you. Trust me, I've seen, um, I went to a Ja Rule concert. Shanti was not there. He, he came to Charlotte last year. Ashanti was not there. Let me tell you, them Ashanti hits went off in there, and she was not there. Dang. I seen Ashanti. Um, I watched a stream of Ashanti and Ja Rule run a set at Dreamville Fest. That Ashanti set is for real. That what put them into like, you know, the whole Ashanti. And if you ever see what Ashanti meant to Murder Inc., is something serious. You know what I'm saying? She definitely. I mean, dude, she she. I mean, I hate to say she carried him, but she did her him. part. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was. She it was. Carried him, man. It was a point where it was yeah. like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we like, got to track was on it, you, you were like, yo, it's going to be a hit. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Ja, but you got this man in a situation where it's like, yo, I, what am I supposed to do in that situation? So let, I let, can't correct you. So let's hop into preferences, man. Oh, gosh. If, you're, go. if, if, you're, if you are dating a woman, mm. do you want to date a woman that talks about y'all sex life? Or would you prefer dating a woman that does not talk about your sex life? And I mean publicly. I mean like on social media. Nah, you ain't gotta talk about my shit. I, I I would I would agree. I would I would I would think that I would prefer dating someone that does not kiss and tell. Um, and I'm gonna tell you why. I judge male artists who always talk about sex all the time. I told y'all years ago I thought Trey Songs was weird. Um, <laughs> and Kevin Gates. And oh, I've been told y'all that. Yeah. Um, but it, to your point, men to talk about sex. Yeah, I think they weird. weird. Um, I think look. You, if you in the right communities, it's a it's a it large community that believes Trey songs play both sides of the field, and they ain't the straight ones. <laughs> Let me tell you, like all my gay homeboys, they know who they are. They love Trey songs. Allegedly, and they have allegedly. Well, I'm just saying they believe that. Um, they gotta come on here and say that. Okay, cool. We can't say well, that. I ain't say who they are, <laughs> but so the thing is, so we talk about that, and Trey yeah. songs has showed y'all that he's a creep in multiple situations versus the comments from several women. Cool bet. Um, it's several other men. So when even when. Um, I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about Meg's new album and they were laughing about Meg's selling album because they talked about 80% is the same thing. Buy me this. My coochie is the wettest. Um, fuck me. And you, you know, if you give me money, you can fuck me. It was, you know, they Sex were talking, light. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You can be bought. You and, know you know, and, and, and again, we, we, we don't we don't bang on sex work light. It's just that, you know, if it's sex work light, like just call it like the TikTok that we saw where um the girls like the guy had bought her all the thing. Mm-hmm. It's trending. Y'all might see this in the next week or so. And, you know, like she was like, you know, day three, he sent her like five hundred dollars and like all this other stuff. Yeah. And you know, 
day three, it was her birthday and they in a the hotel room. And it's like, yo, like that's that's sex work light. I'm sorry. Like it's not it's not not sex work. Absolutely. It is absolutely I know we're sex about to get up light. out of here. I encourage everybody, um, please go watch rap shit. Um, it's a show on where's rap shit at? HBO Max. HBO Max got all the shows. Um, it's a show created by Issa Rae. Um, I think it's loosely based on City Girls. I cannot confirm that. I do believe, from what I've been told, I think she that, said it wasn't though. Oh uh, well, I, I, and, I, and I think she has to. She has to say it is. Yeah, which <laughs> makes sense because one of the girls, um, funny enough, she has an OnlyFans. She's selling that. She go meets up with one of her clients. Um, he puts her up in his fancy hotel. He takes her all around. They in the back of the uh, black SUV. He's like, yo, can I come up to your hotel room? And, you know, let me see what that what's that hitting on. And she says, no, I'm tired. And, you know, she's doing the whole, you know, whatever. Here's my cash up. Show me attention. Send me tips. And she wakes up the next morning and she's kicked out. And she's sitting in the airport with her bonnet on, with her suitcase. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to check it out. Say no more. The show is actually good. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's funny to me because the show, the, the episode starts and probably two minutes into her whole date, I tell my wife, I said, damn, if she don't give up no box, she getting sent home. And my <laughs> wife was like, whatever. And then when as soon as it happens, I jump up and I'm celebrating because if anybody knows me, I love to tell you when I'm right. And I, and I immediately text Mike and I, I say, <laughs> I tell Mike, just the type of chicks that you want to act correct. No, no, because I because I tell y'all clearly that, that some women are for fun and Absolutely. some women are for real. So you know, hey, if men don't understand what women are for fun and what women are for real, then you need to come listen to the pod because we kind of break it down on a weekly basis on like what we should look at and then also like what our behaviors should be. I know today we talked a lot about misandry, so this pod probably gonna seem like y'all hate women. No, nah. like no, nah, but the thing is, is like you know we have to we have to point out what's going on in our community because we're raising the next generation facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if there's behaviors that we got to, you know, drop out of our community, no, we got to drop that shit out. It doesn't mm. matter if it hurts somebody's feelings. It doesn't matter if you feel like we're saying something that you don't like. No, it's certain behaviors that have to go right. Like we, we, we pretty much as a community decided that, you know what? Bitches and hoes got to go. Yeah. We have pretty much decided as a community that like, you know, gangster rap, we're, we're not really rocking with it. It's not as popular as it, as it was in the early 90s. I mean, you no. still got the Chicago rappers, the Atlanta rappers, but you know what I'm saying? Ain't no, ain't nobody online talking about like, yo, let all them dudes out of jail. For, like, we all like, mm. bruh, like, nah, yep. like y'all was wildin'. Yeah, you know, so it, so you know, So when we sit here and we say, all right, we got to get the violence out of our community, right? And then we sit here and we say, well, we got to marry our women, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you should also expect that if misandry existed, we're going to be like, okay, well, we got to get misandry out of here too. Facts. Um, and also, we're going to break it down one of these episodes. If you find a chick out and you don't know that you're getting some box and you can't get no box. I don't even understand why it's a big deal. Okay, look, if I was a fly girl out and she was like, yo, I don't want to, to, to have sex with you. All right, you know what? That's fair because I'm a clown at this point anyway. Yeah, because you flew out. Yeah, because you because you flew out to have sex with her and you not get sick. You you clowned yourself. She did what you she did what she was supposed to do. Facts. She saw a mark. She hit a mark. She hit a lick. Facts. She did what she was supposed to do. So, as, but as a guy though, right? If you got enough money to fly a woman out and she said, "Yeah, you know, I really don't want to," dude, have you no other girl that you could be like, you know what? Hey, well, enjoy the rest of your trip here. I'm out. Yeah. Have a like if y'all are as boss as y'all pretend to be, 
That would be a boss move. Oh, I came over here because I thought we was doing that, but you don't want to. Well, hey, you got three more nights here. Um, hey, catch a flight out and have a good one. Yeah. And you go and you move on to the next. If you player as you say you you are, but Push y'all ain't player. They push your P. Yeah, y'all not play. So it's like, yo, just chill, man. Chill on the simping. Just dial the simping back. All right. Facts. Like too many, too many of our brothers are just. Anyway, to be fair, it was a white man in this episode, but I'm gonna let that rock. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Easton know we've been eating her ass up for how she treated our brothers. Yeah, and she hired a white photographer for her wedding photos. But I'm gonna let that go. Ooh. I'm gonna let that rock. I'm gonna let that rock. Um, before we get out of here, I'm gonna say this last thing, and we done. Um, I encourage everybody, especially video creators, and for y'all who is uh, shucking and jiving to get famous on Instagram, be careful of the videos that you put on Instagram. They have just now changed their privacy um, terms and conditions. Uh, good luck. That's all I'm going to say. You should look it up. Just know that once you put it on Instagram, they can do whatever the hell they want to, and it's royalty-free, baby. <laughs> um, and with that, we're going to holler at y'all next time. Holler at your boy.